Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash Thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash Thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Tracy Ryan. She is founder and CEO of Canna Kids, and CK Soul is the new brand name. We're going to talk to a little bit about the her background in cannabis, her story, obviously has an impactful story that we're going to learn a little bit more about, and how that's led to the business and what she is working on in the cannabis space. Some really interesting things, some really interesting products, and an interesting story. So I'm excited to have Tracy on and to have a conversation with her and looking forward to this. So with that, Tracy, welcome to the program. Hi, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's do the background first. Let's understand kind of how you got into this space and then we can kind of talk about the business side. But tell us the story because it's an impactful story. It's a meaningful story. And I want to make people understand why you got into cannabis and how this came about. Thank you. Yeah. Our story, it's uh, quite a few years in the making at this point. Over seven years ago, my daughter, Sophie, will be eight October 3rd. And when she was eight and a half months old, she was diagnosed with a low-grade brain tumor, which originally presented as nystagmus in her left eyeball, which is where the eyeball 
doll shakes. And the type of tumor she has is inoperable. It wraps around the optic nerve, hence their, you know, her eye shaking. And these tumors can be really pesky because they don't go away with chemotherapy. And reason being, as they're grade one tumors, the cells slowly divide and chemo only gobbles up dividing cells. So she just got off of chemotherapy this past October 23rd of 2019 after six years of being on this Yeah, it was uh, quite the long haul. But there's a lot of beautiful things that cannabis did to help us along the way, which I'll touch on. So going back to that, you know, first day of diagnosis, it was on uh, June 23rd. And it was within probably, I think, a week or so of that, that we got connected through a random chain of events on social media to celebrity talk show host and film actress Ricky Lake Mm -hmm. and her producing partner, Abby Epstein. And these women had just began filming a documentary six months prior to meeting us called Weed the People, which is on Netflix and can still be watch today. And this was in a time where literally no one was talking about using cannabis medicinally, Bruce. I mean, this was something that you know, you hear the word. I didn't even like really understand the word cannabis. I just knew marijuana and weed. Yeah, That's exactly. New, you know, <laughs> so when these women got connected to me and they said, hey, you know, we're doing this film. We've done all this research. We've got, you know, patients that we've been following. We've got these people that have been dosing older patients for quite some time that really think they understand medicine. What are your thoughts around it? And then and they comforted me by saying that they as mothers would have decided to do this for their own children if it was their kid that had cancer. Yeah. I actually tried for a natural labor because of their movie, The Business of Being Born, which revolutionized. Oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, it was such a good film. And they're yeah. still doing so much around it. It literally changed the percentage of women who do home births and natural births in the United States. That one film did, and it changed it exponentially. So yeah. I actually met Abby prior to that at a, an event for pregnant mothers at the Skirball Center. I stalked her after a panel she did and went up and thanked her for enlightening me on natural childbirth and, and how I was really excited to, you know, to try it for myself and for my child. And when they were brought to me, I was like, okay, you know, this is something I need to look at. Josh and I, my husband and I had originally completely dismissed this. We'd had a few people reach out to us over from overseas from an old roommate he used to have. And we just thought they were all smoking way too much of the stuff. to give weed to a nine month, like an eight and a half month old baby at the time. Oh my gosh. We, we did our research and with these women, you know, bringing it to our attention, we're like, all right, you know, this is, this keeps getting put in our path. We need to really consider this. So we did. And once we did our own research and we talked to Sophie's oncologist, which believe it or not, seven years ago, we're on board and said, look, you know, you guys seem to have done your research. You've brought in all of these, these papers showing that it's reducing the size of gliomas in mice, which my daughter's was a low grade glioma. Mm-hmm. We, we dropped Ricky Lake's name, which I definitely don't think hurts. And they, yeah. they were open to us trying it. So at nine months old, so we took her first dose of cannabis on camera, which you can see in the film as a fat, chubby little baby. It was so cute. Yeah. What happened after that was absolutely miraculous. We watched a tumor that we were told otherwise wouldn't likely shrink. We watched it shrink almost 85 to 90% in the first 13 months of chemo. Wow. They told us she was 100% going to go blind. There was no way possible to save her vision at all. We absolutely not only shrank the tumor exponentially, but by doing so, saved the, almost all of her vision. She didn't even lose vision again until a couple years ago when she had this brain tumor surgery that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Some of that 
now coming back though. And then the, immunologically, what we started to see, you know, she had suffered from like nine blood transfusions throughout the course of this treatment. But four months before she got off of chemotherapy at the same high doses, she just stopped needing blood transfusions, which according to her doctors is medically impossible because once your immune system has been leveled to that extent and your red blood cells have been so depleted that they're really having a hard time recovering, yeah. those those blood transfusions are expected to happen cycle after cycle. And she stopped even needing to go in to have her labs checked because her white blood cells stopped being affected. And what I mean by that is every four weeks, she'd go in for one infusion. Mm -hmm. The fifth week, she'd go in just for labs, make sure her body was recovering. And the sixth week, we wouldn't have to go in at all. And we would start all over. Well, she stopped having to completely go in on that fifth week because her, her white blood cells, her immune system was not being attacked by chemotherapy anymore. So, you know, of course, we got her off the treatment. The doctors, unfortunately, took her off too early. The tumor was still shrinking. On the last scan, they didn't know what they were doing. They removed her anyway because they'd never seen a patient respond like this to treatment. Yeah. And then six months later, after a watch and wait, the whole thing grew back in like eight weeks. Yeah. A little bit of, of growth on that last scan. We saw it stabilize. We saw a little bit more growth. We saw it stabilize again. And then in an eight-week watch and wait period, the whole thing erupted. Yeah. So on treatment. But we continued the same type of immunological responses and we continued to shrink a tumor that was otherwise very pesky when combining medical cannabis with her Western medicine chemotherapies. And we would continue to change and, and manipulate her protocols based on what we thought could be a next best strain to use because we were all really just shooting in the dark. We were yeah. all very guinea pigs. Yeah. And it was through this that we created our company called CanKids. And uh, it was one of those things where we took a hard look at the industry, at the difficulties that we were having as parents, not only finding oil consistently because the supplier that we had, this was before people were really into CBD and, and our supplier was running out of CBD pretty regularly. And that was challenging. You know, the dosing of it was super hard. Yeah. Um, you know, understanding when you get, and this was before people were even doing tinctures, we were just getting the big syringes, like the 10 ml syringes filled with like black oil, the thick fico oil. Yep. And even like having to measure that, we'd have to get a diamond scale. We'd have to get, you know, rice paper or wax paper. We'd have to put yogurt on top of it. We'd have to tear it out and zero it out. Then we'd have to add the sticky cannabis. And it was just, it was a nightmare. Oh my gosh. Using like THC that's 800 milligrams of cannabinoids in one gram of oil, the least little bit that you go over can really make your kid. Oh hot. my gosh. Yeah. We did not, you know, with cannabis and when you're using it, additionally, the, the goal is to get well, not high. Yeah. And that is what we were especially trying to do for our little baby at the time. And we saw that there was just this real need in the industry for information, for nurses to provide dosing protocols, for, you know, guided support, for strain knowledge. People weren't even understanding that terpenes were important in these days. Mm -hmm. So when kids began, we first started with a grow. We then began our own tincture line. And we were some of the first tinctures out there on the marketplace where other, otherwise people were using a lot of, you know, like I said, the black sticky oil. Mm -hmm. We had nurses from day one. We lab tested from day one, even though we didn't have to. We lab tested every single batch of medicine we ever put out before it was regulated and mandatory like it is today in the regulatory market that we're all operating in currently. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally, immediately we started seeing patient responses that absolutely blew our mind. And we anticipated that 
because Candy Kids originally started as a secret group on Facebook with me and some other mothers. And we'd already started to see all of these stories arise of these children and adults for that matter, patients really of all ages, Mm -hmm. find success that doctors could not explain time and time and time and time and time and time again. And we really got to the point where we're like, okay, you know, over the years, we've treated, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of patients. We've consulted tens of thousands more all over the world. We really wanted to start to understand this plant better because we're still just like using these humans as guinea pigs. We were just throwing stuff at a wall to see the stuff. And we were doing it successfully because people were getting a lot of of relief and benefit, but there were still patients that were dying from cancer or otherwise, you know, we had other other patients with the same exact kind of disease that were surviving. We're like, what, why is this happening? Why are we giving the same oil to different patients with the same diseases? And some are making it and their diseases are fully eradicated in two, three months when they're otherwise terminal. And then we've got this other terminal patient over here, same kind of scenario, and they succumb to their disease. Now they found an incredible benefit. You know, they were able to eat again. They were able to sleep. Mm-hmm. They were able to steroids. The pain was going away. They were able to take their chemo. Their fevers weren't spiking like they used to, or they were completely going away, but they would still die. And it was so heartbreaking watching people yeah. continue to suffer that I really got focused on research and really wanting to be a part of research. And it all originally started when I flew Sophie's brain tumor sample from when she was a baby. They had to do a surgery when she was one. She actually celebrated her first birthday in the hospital recovering from the yeah. brain. And I had dead tissue. I didn't have live tissue, but I flew it over to Israel to the Technion Institute to Professor Daddy Miri. He's in our documentary as well. He's one of the world's leading uh, yeah. researchers for cancer for children and adults using yeah. cannabinoids. And he was going to try and regrow this same type of tumor using the CRISPR technology that was unsuccessful in being able to do it. Yeah. But I still continue to raise money for him, raised quite a few million dollars for the research that he was doing there to try and move all that forward and was in that project for, I think, about three years in total. I just exited it last year. But it was the research that I'm currently involved in that has really brought forth so much incredible information and patents and publications that are about to go to the journals that all started when Sophie had to have a second brain tumor surgery two years ago. Yeah. And that second brain tumor surgery was to debulk the tumor that she had that was growing more aggressively than we were used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And we needed to give her brain some more room. And I knew at that point that this was going to be hopefully my one and only shot to get live tissue because I'm really praying that she never has to have another yeah, brain. Exactly. But I knew this was it. Like this was the time. So I went on this incredible journey to try and find someone or team of scientists that would be able to take Sophie's live brain tumor tissue given it doesn't stay alive for that long. You've got like 48 hours or less yeah. to into an animal animal model trials and you know that's alone frustrating because i don't like having to do research on animals but unfortunately mice with science if you don't have animal model trials meaning you know mice and rats they won't accept it to the journals at all like they just they won't even look at it and they won't allow you to get it into humans at all so new to to try and save my daughter and other children and other patients like her this was what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to do this. I knew this was the next step. And through an incredible, another incredible chain of events that occurred, I was put in touch with world-renowned immunological NK cell cancer research scientist, Dr. Anahit Jewett. And this woman has been uh, at her university for over 30 years studying these cells. She is the person who discovered the function of the NK cell system. And she's been published over 150 times to the top journals in the world on her findings about natural 
killer cells and the immune system and its fight and its role in cancer. And just to kind of explain natural killer cells a little bit more sure. in a lengthy way, yeah. the NK cells are the main driver of what's called your innate immune system. So your NK cells are your fighter cells. That's why they call them natural killers. Mm-hmm. And anytime cancer stem cells, which we all have in our body, anytime they start to act up, these cells boy these little crystals and they completely blow up the the toxic cells okay. if something in our body starts to go out of whack or something happens in our you know like in our organs to to cause issues your nk cells go in there and they balance everything back out so they keep us healthy and without that nk cell function your cancer is imminent like you have no defense mechanism against these cancer stem cells when they start to differentiate it's called differentiation when they start to mutate and change into cancer cells you everybody hears about stem cells well these stem cells are what give rise to cancer, if you will. Mm-hmm. When they become activated, when they start to do this differentiation process, that's when the cancer cells start to grow and thrive and then start to spread throughout the body. And without NK cells, the only way to kill these cancer cells is through Western medicine. And we all know how toxic yeah. and radiation and immunotherapy is. Yeah. And that just further debilitates your natural killer cell system. And in some patients, it completely wipes them out altogether. So even if you get through chemotherapy successfully, if there are zero NK cells left, because first of all, they were already malfunctioning, the chemo wipes them the rest of the way out, then you really have nothing to protect you from that cancer coming back and recurrences happen. So the reason this is all so pertinent to medical cannabis is because when Dr. Jewett started looking at Sophie's blood, you know, she got the, the brain tumor tissue from the last surgery. She got it successfully implanted, got it got it to grow, had it cryogenically frozen in a very special way so that we could bring it back to life if we needed more. We also have it at Cryobank that we're using that stores live tissue so that uh-huh. it can be you know regrown for research in the future. But it was Sophie's blood that got Dr. Jewett super excited. And when she looked at her NK cells, Sophie's immune system was functioning five times better. Five X. Interesting. Any healthy adult she had tested in her 30-year career. Sophie had a brain tumor, so it didn't make any sense because she had a brain tumor. She should, why does she have this tumor? Yeah. He was a child, which should have had a very immature immune system. And she'd been on chemo for years. She'd been on chemo for like four or five years at this point and was on chemo when she got this blood draw. Yeah. So it wasn't until we had a post-surgical cyst form inside the scoop. They, they scooped out about a golf ball-sized brain tumor out of Sophie's brain. Yeah. And the cyst that formed and sealed over and started like causing you know, wreaking havoc in her brain, causing seizures and vomiting, everything else. We yeah. had to drain the cyst. And it was that cystic fluid that told Dr. Jewett why Sophie had this brain tumor. And crazy enough, she had zero natural killer cells in her brain. Oh, from interesting. Down, they functioned five times better than any person she'd ever seen. But from the neck up, there were zero there. So that helped us to understand that there was some sort of blood brain barrier yeah. issue. Sure. And that this looked like a birth defect that had happened. Yeah. So we started to then, Dr. Jewett then started to look at brain cancer using natural killer cells and has now developed a therapeutic for brain cancer. And we also worked with Julian Marley, Bob Marley's son, uh-huh. because his daughter, Kaveri, last year was diagnosed with an aggressive grade four pediatric brain tumor. And unfortunately, she succumbed to this disease because they didn't get out here to us until she was at the nine month mark and mm-hmm. she only nine months. She was only given nine months to live, yeah. but we were able to get fluid off of her brain as well, which solidified what Dr. Jewett was seeing with Sophie. And then I, uh, thirdly, I got another little girl's brain tissue and fluid from her mom, a mom that I have been on this journey with for a very long time that has a tumor very similar to Sophie's, which even confirmed again what Dr. Jewett was understanding about what was happening in these patients' brains. So she has, she's in the process 
process right now of patenting that brain cancer therapy and publishing that to the journals. We have patented findings showing that cannabis is turning the natural killer cell system back on. We studied 17 Mm -hmm. patients over the last two years. And what's even more exciting is that we've discovered in this process that cannabis, you know, by activating the endocannabinoid system and the natural killer cells, that it is killing and attacking cancer stem cells, which I was speaking about a minute ago. Chemo and radiation cannot even see cancer stem cells. But that is helping us understand why these patients who were otherwise sent home to die are living because they do have natural killer cells left. The cannabinoids are activating them, activating Mm -hmm. NK cells. They're then able to fight off the disease on their own. And oftentimes with the support of Western medicine, sometimes without the support of Western medicine, we've had patients become completely cancer free without any therapeutics at all, except for cannabinoids. So we are moving now forward in trying to develop molecules that will replicate what we're finding, the medical cannabinoids, what they were doing in the patients. So we're developing a therapeutic for that. And we are working on moving forward to bring Dr. Jewett's supercharged natural killer cells to mankind. She had human trials in Beijing, China, and in Beijing with her therapeutic of supercharged natural killer cells, she eradicated non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 14 days with zero side effects. And and a year and a half later, the guy's still side effect free and cancer free with only the one injection. And we want to use that as a combo therapy with our, the molecules we're developing for cannabinoids. Yeah. Is this, I mean, I guess, what does this apply to? So, I mean, everything you've been talking about with, with Sophie has been this particular type of brain cancer, but then you mentioned this lymphoma. I mean, where does this apply? Where have we seen these kind of results? Are there types of cancers that are more or less kind of affected by these treatments, these protocols, or what is the scope of this? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Dr. Jewett, her main area of focus over the years has been pancreatic because she believed if she could cure a pancreatic cancer, she could cure anything. So she has already fully eradicated pancreatic cancer in her lab and has published on that. She has eradicated melanoma, breast, liver, lung, brain. I mean, we're talking about all cancers here, Bruce. Because it's hitting the fundamentals of cancer and it doesn't matter where the cancer shows up. It's just the way that the interaction here, the the effectiveness is going towards the core of the, the cancer process, not particularly where it's showing up. Yeah. What we're doing is we're fixing the problem. We're not attacking the disease itself. We're letting the human body attack the disease once the immune system function is returned. Yeah. What we're doing is we're fixing the problem that allowed the cancer to happen in the first place. Therefore, we believe that it has the potential to work for all cancers and not just one or two here or there. Mm-hmm. So when we begin our clinical trials, which we are in the process of moving that initiative forward now, we're going to be looking at everyone and we're going to be using these therapeutics on every cancer under the sun. And we're hoping to do it using what's called the Right to Try Act. We'll more than likely start with glioblastoma mm-hmm. in because that is a deadly tumor that there's very low survival rate and no therapeutics that really work except for a little bit of life extension. And it's a torturous, torturous uh, end of life that you have to go through. So we'll likely start with glioblastoma and and move our way through the different diseases in those regards. But it's, it's not just cancer, Bruce, that we're thinking this is going to work for. Yeah. We're talking about fixing the immune system. So mm-hmm. we're looking at other immunological diseases. They're studying ALS right now. We've looked at a myriad of other Lyme disease is another one that we've treated patients with cannabinoids and studied their NK cell function, watched NK cell function return as they began to get better. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, you know, the long game for me is eventually hoping to incubate scientists from all over the world that have research that are driving the initiatives forward with these other diseases and bringing them in to work with us to use our, our knowledge and our our processes for both the supercharged natural killer cells and 
endocannabinoids. Yeah. And we also believe that it could potentially right now, you know, the NK cells aren't available, but we believe medical cannabis can also be beneficial in fighting COVID-19. The research that's coming out of China is showing us that COVID is destroying NK cells. And it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just cancer. If mm-hmm. you don't have any NK cell function to recover from the cancer or from the treatment, then it's going to come back and it can kill you. And, and a lot of people die from cancer every year. Well, we believe that that's what's happening with a lot of these COVID patients is that the, the virus is completely wiping out their NK cells. They have no way to battle the virus successfully and, mm-hmm. and, and succumb to this disease. So mm-hmm. I am recommending that patients consume medical cannabis tinctures. I don't, I'm not going to get behind smokables or edibles because of the sugar and because of the this being a pneumonia, although yeah. I love edibles and I'm not really a smoker, but I love edibles. I'm not really recommending that because of what happens with the sugar against the immune system. And yeah. that's why we believe tinctures are the best way to consume cannabis at this time. Yeah. I had my own personal natural killer cells tested. They were two and three X stronger than my business partners who also had his tested. Yeah. And I just beat the worst viral cold that I've had in two decades for the first time in two decades with no antibiotics. Yeah. Right. We went on to quarantine yeah. and we have this wonderful new line of products that we've just launched called CK soul um, that are hitting the shelves this week that yeah. they're already, they're already on a few counters now. And we've really taken a lot of thought into how we develop these formulas to ensure that there's a full cannabinoid and terpene profile. So they are as medicinal as possible. And they also will cater to a much larger audience since the name kids isn't in there anymore. Yeah. I'm curious what you're actually sort of putting. I mean, we've talked about all the, all the different kind of parts of the cannabis plant and the different molecules and the terpenes and everything in there. I mean, how have you gone from this kind of very particular application uh, for brain cancer treatment strategy to, you know, on the shelf product, what have you, I guess, what goes into this that makes it that you've borrowed kind of from your learning on the medical side? And what's your target market for this? Is this general health? Are these people, is this, you know, people that are particularly immunocompromised or like, how are you kind of approaching it from a product point of view, both what goes in it and who you're targeting? Sure. So from a marketing point of view, this is a wellness product. I, we have to always be so careful about calling things medicine, even though it's medical cannabis because of the FDA, we develop these products hoping for a therapeutic outcome in every disease under the sun. Because one of the things that we've done with the CannaKids brand over the last five years is we've tracked the data of patients that we've worked with and cancer, autism, and epilepsy have always been our top three. What we've been able to achieve with autism is absolutely groundbreaking. And I really hope for that to be one of the trials that I'm able to roll out here in the future because it's so it's helping these children in profound ways and adults with autism that I just never could have imagined in a million years. So we really are, you know, it is definitely more health and wellness with this brand, whereas Canakids was definitely more hard medical, like serious diseases. And I actually, you know, really like this new approach because especially with what's going on in the world every day, I believe people need to be taking tinctures every single day of their yeah. lives. Yeah, just yeah. a general general yeah. support of your immune system. Exactly. It's a preventative. It's an anti-inflammatory. And, you know, what causes NK cells to break? What causes our immune system to go haywire? Inflammation. What causes inflammation? Toxicity, stress, yeah. not enough sleep, genetic dispositions, mutations, and so forth. So even though this is more of a health and 
wellness marketing play. I have used all of the years that we have you know, serviced patients in our anecdotal tracking to really identify the cannabinoids and terpenes that we believe are going to be most beneficial. You see a lot of really incredible benefit from CBD and THC, of course, but also the acids, THCA and CBDA. Mm-hmm. Our TH product and what it's doing for the autism, ODD, and ADHD community is absolutely profound. We love CBN. We love CBG. We love linalool, beta-caryophylline, alpha-pinene. There's a whole variety of terpenes that we really love and believe in as well. And what's really unique about our packaging that I myself designed, which that's the world that I came from. I've been a graphic designer for over half my life. And Mm -hmm. and I am very excited to roll out the look and feel of this brand since I was the one that created it. Um, With the help of my team, once we got the initial concept, of course, my team's incredible. And they've done an amazing job taking the branding that that I originally conceptualized and rolling with it. Mm -hmm. But what's unique about it is we our bottles are now in tubes and on the tubes there's a hand-drawn botanical and you'll be able to see like in very light writing on the opposite side of the tube from the botanical that we have things written like cumuline, caryophylline, and then cinnamon. And if it says cinnamon at the bottom, that's because the botanical on the right is cinnamon. Well, oh, the cumuline and caryophylline that is listed on this tube graphically, not only do these terpenes naturally reside in cinnamon, but they are also in the bottle of medicine inside the packaging. Yeah. So we're even trying to use our packaging now for educational purposes so that people can really start to understand the therapeutic benefits just behind the terpenes. And in doing so, we can link those terpenes to clinical research that's already been done where it shows this terpene helps with this benefit because you can't make claims in this industry if you don't have research, but these terpenes have research on them. So it's just another way of us being able to give back to the community from an educational standpoint. We're still providing access to some of the most brilliant nurses I've ever worked with in my entire seven-year career in cannabis. And we're still, you know, offering patient calls. If patients want to call us for a free 15 minute call to get more information, we're still taking those calls today. My husband's actually on a patient call right now in the other room yeah. helping people. Yeah. Well, and what is the research? I mean, give us a sense of just sort of general areas of focus of research. Like what do we need to understand better? What's the knowledge we need to gain to really push this industry forward and understand how these products work and what the effectiveness is? Well, with the research for the cannabis side, it is still early stage. We've gone through what we did in order to kind of go around the whole government issue with needing a schedule one license and the amount of time that takes and just the hurdles we did first in human trials where in our 17 patients we actually studied the blood of patients who consume cannabis so we did it they were all on different therapies they were all on different protocols they were all on different diseases from young to very old and everything in between and they all had different cancer types so we first wanted to understand at large was there an issue with age was there an issue with with the type of cancer they had you know what was going on and who was this working for and who wasn't and in all 17 patients we found that cannabis was amplifying the natural killer cell system and making it stronger in every single patient. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I think that there's really something to be said about, you know, just using THC and CBD and terpenes, period. Now we don't know our thought process around why some patients make it and some don't is because cannabis right now isn't a first line of defense. And this isn't proven. This is a theory, just to be clear. But our theory is that by the time these patients get to us, the ones that we see succumb to their disease are the ones that have already like started treatment and they're already really sick. And a lot of times this is the last line of defense. Last time this is, you know, a Hail Mary last ditch effort. And we believe that there is a potential 
for these patients when they've come to us to literally have zero NK cells left. So there's yeah. nothing to turn back on. Yeah, Here, that's just, there's nothing there, no material to work with. You know, same with COVID. Like once those NK cells are gone, they're gone. And yeah. the only way to repair that is by getting one of Dr. Jewett's supercharged natural killer cell injections. And those aren't on the market yet. Yeah. So, okay. so what you need to know about the research, start taking cannabis first. Yeah. Don't wait until the end and make sure when you're using products, you're not just going and buying some hemp oil off the grocery store shelf that you haven't investigated to ensure isn't more than just CBD and maybe a tiny little dot of THC in there. You really, and you know, look, I can't make a claim that you really need everything in the plant because you don't need everything in a plant. I know that for sure because of the research that's come out of Israel. Mm -hmm. We've launched patients with leukemia, not even need CBD and THC. They need the secondary and tertiary cannabinoids and terpenes to eradicate that disease in machine models. It wasn't the THC and CBD at all, but you're going to get THC and CBD in these medicines anyway. So just make sure you have other cannabinoids and terpenes that are yeah. residing in medicine yeah. and listen to your body. Since we can't tell you exactly what you need to take yet because the science just hasn't gotten there, listen to your body, make sure you're taking at least 25 to 50 milligrams a day. I myself take THC more predominantly, but I'm taking one of our Canakids now CK Soul oils, which are very, very rich. So we always have, you know, minimum of four cannabinoids. Really, sometimes we have five, six, seven, depending on the oil and depending on the batch and what we're able to get. And we have beautiful full terpene profiles. So I'm already taking a really, really rich medicine. Mm -hmm. My THC, I'm also getting CBD. I'm also getting some acids. I'm getting all the terpenes. I'm getting secondary cannabinoids in there as well, some CBG, some CBN. So I'm really taking, you know, something that is rich and that I believe to be therapeutic. Yeah. And taking a minimum of 25 milligrams every day, maximum of 50. And I take that throughout the day. Yeah. I usually don't start until the evening and I take it in small doses. And I've also built up a tolerance so yeah. I can take more than a starter. Yeah. Somebody who's right. cannabis. For starters, um, two and a half to five milligrams to start if you're doing THC. I've also seen people take super high doses of just CBD, but again, a whole plant formulation like one of our CK Soul products. And I've watched them beat bone marrow transfusions when they otherwise had a 2% chance of just surviving the transfusion. And it was on high doses of CBD. They were taking about 225 to 250 milligrams of CBD yeah, a day. Wow, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's when you've got a 2% chance of living. And yeah, exactly. You <laughs> bone marrow transplant. You and then it. you're out of the hospital 35 days earlier and you're six to eight months ahead of your healing. Yeah. It's worth it, you know? Yeah, exactly. This little girl's life was saved. Yeah. Tracy, this has been a pleasure. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, about Canna Kids, about CK, Soul, what's the best way to get that information? Sure. So CKSoul.com is our new URL, CKSOUL.com. Um, if you want to come to one of our socials, my CK Soul is our handle on Facebook. CK Soul underscore is our new handles on Instagram. You can also contact us at info at ckSoul.com. You can find me personally on Facebook, Tracy Ryan on Instagram. I'm Tracy Ryan underscore Canakids still is my handle currently. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, come check us out. We've got, got the documentary, which is unbelievably rich with information. It follows five families. It follows us for six years. It's got scientists from all over the world talking about the research. It talks about the propaganda and why this plant was made to be illegal in the first place. Again, it's on Netflix called Weed the People. And we've got a lot. I mean, just Google me. Google yeah. me and you'll 
find a lot of interviews that I've done and television appearances and magazine articles and other documentaries like the one that we did with National Geographic. Uh, there's a lot of information that we pump out on a regular basis to try and keep the community at large informed. Yeah, that's great. I'll make sure that the uh, links to the URLs and the handles and everything, and I'll, I'll find the um, Netflix link and I'll put it into the show notes here so people can click through and get that. Tracy, it's been about a pleasure. I mean, obviously a, a powerful story. I love what you're doing with the product. You know, obviously some really interesting research. You know, it's just fascinating where this industry is going. So I uh, just, I really appreciate taking the time today. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for helping people like me get our message out. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.